Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world, or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song, lyric by lyric. Hello, welcome to the show. Today we have special guest and friend of the show and just best friend, Allison. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Have you listened to the show? Yes. Oh, okay. But not, like, admittedly not consistently. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh, we talk about it sometimes on the show, Morgan and I do. We talk about how we're pretty sure our friends don't really listen, and that's fine. Like, it's like, just a separate thing that we do. You know what I mean? Yes. So, pour le plaisir, mm-hmm. something like that. So... I wanted to start out by giving you a little something. Oh. As oh. a little gift. Stickers. Nice. One of them is a magnet. Oh my gosh, fancy. For your fridge. I love this. They say the Swifterhood for the listener. They're oh, yeah. sorry. From our um thank you gifts that we sent for people who attended the live show. Cute. Yeah. And the font for Taylor Swift is pretty dead on to the Evermore and um folklore. Yeah. Do you know who did that? Juliana. Yeah. Yes. So she actually looked at Taylor's handwriting and tried to imitate it because she wrote that herself. Oh, for the Swifterhood? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Juliana. All right. So we're gonna get on into the fearless feature, which is just where we try to promote like an organization or something and for this one it worked out perfectly because halsey has a group that they support so halsey is now using she they pronouns so we can try and switch it up a little bit okay and yours are she her yes okay just for the listener so march of dimes is the group and their description on their website is each year one woman dies every 12 hours from pregnancy related causes and one in 10 babies is born preterm. When you make a monthly contribution, you're standing up to protect every family throughout their pregnancies by eliminating health inequities, improving access to health care, and ending preventable preterm and maternal death. Together, we can take on the critical issues facing families, fight for their health, and make the country a more equitable place for everyone. So we're going to link the donation per usual in the episode description and we'll you know post about it later but i thought that was pretty cool that halsey's supporting this group and i guess she has donated to them throughout this album or something Mm -hmm. seems likely right yeah i don't i don't really know (laughs) i mean they have a lot of money so it makes sense right yes yes okay so we're here if you didn't already tell if you can't already tell by the um, episode title we're going to be talking about if i can't have love i want power yeah can i add something real quick about the march of dimes thing? yeah yeah um so one thing that you or that i certainly didn't realize um until i was much older not that i'm super old or maybe i am i don't know i digress women in hospitals are often much less listened to and believed by doctors and nurses and medical staff. They're often treated as if they're being hysterical or overly anxious. And so women in general don't get 
equitable health care, but particularly women of color. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing the story about, I think it was Serena Williams, who had um, like a blood clot in her lungs and had had it previously and knew it was happening to her mm-hmm. and tried to tell the doctors and they didn't listen. And she mm-hmm. had to literally get up out of bed and go to the nurse's station and tell them that if they did not treat her, she would die. Um, she really had to advocate for herself and... If you are ever in the hospital as a new mom, you will find out very quickly that it's a very difficult thing to do. The level of exhaustion is epic. And so I think this uh, March of Dimes thing is a really great thing to support Mm -hmm. um, for women, but also for women of color because it's all about equity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Did you ever uh, get to reading Hood Feminism? No. It's phenomenal. It changed my perspective a lot because the whole thing is talking about the dangers of white feminism Mm -hmm. and how exclusionary it's been. Yeah. And there's several chapters that talk about health inequities and like how many black women and women of color die from the type of situation you were talking about. Mm -hmm. And I think like it can be outright like intentional and it can also be people have absorbed so many stereotypes that, It's like you're saying, they just see them as not, they don't take it seriously, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and white women have been frequently, not frequently, but historically weaponized against people of color, sort of in the aspect of if white women and people of color are fighting for equity at the same time, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. they're too busy fighting each other to pay attention to what's going on in the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So one of the things I learned about recently was like the dark history of the Southern bell and how the Southern bell was the, like the delicate flower that we must protect. And so that image that, women in the south sometimes grow up with that's a little bit idealized and disney Mm princess-esque it's actually very dark and is the reason for segregation um Mm. and to keep different to keep people separated yeah and i think that's the great thing about all the discussion happening right now about intersectionality Mm -hmm. and using an intersectional lens when we look at inequities so that people are more aware of the importance of coming together in fighting it you know Mm -hmm. all right well we ready to get on into the album yeah i'm super nervous because i don't i so i'm an english teacher um and one of the things that you learn in upper level english courses Mm -hmm. in college and in graduate school is this idea of kill the author and so when you talk about a work of literature or a poem or something like that um, you don't consider what the author is thinking or what they might, what ex- their experience might bring to the table. Oh, rather you think about how you respond to it and you think about how it makes you view the world. So I know that you and Morgan and Juliana, I suspect are big Taylor Swift fans and know a lot about how her life contributes to her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm nervous because I don't know so much about Halsey and how her life contributes to her work. Rather, I'm more interested in like what her message is. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's the beauty is like so many people have different ways of interpreting things. And also, I thought it was hilarious when you were like, I'm not sure if I should, like, am I qualified enough or do I have enough, like, thoughts about this? I was like, "Um, you're an English teacher. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) That's what you do. You look at words. That's your life. You know what I mean? Like, you're probably 
more equipped to do this than me. I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> Every time I come on here, <laughs> it's just one stream of bullshit. I just snorted. <laughs> I know you did. <sighs> I guess for me, I do talk more about the artists, like you're saying, and where they're coming from. And for me, it's a way to connect to the artist as well. It's mm-hmm. not just how the music affects me. It's like a little snippet into their understanding of the world. That's so interesting that you kill the author. Mm-hmm. It fits with the theme of this album because there's a lot of death. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah. So your connection to Halsey is that she's your favorite, right? Is she your favorite? Yeah, I I really like her work. I like her sound. Um, I find that she breaks the mold an amount that I find enjoyable. She's a little more edgy. I like edgy. <laughs> It is like your high school days. (laughs) Yeah, it is sometimes my complaint with Taylor is that she's she's a doesn't have an edge. And I find that sometimes hard to relate to. Right. Um, Which is why you like rep the best. Yeah, I like reputation the best. Although 1989 smacks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Well, I think we should talk about the moment when we were driving to the post office. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know where I'm going with this? Yes, I do. I think it was actually the social security office. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where did we go? It was something passport related because that man said some sexist stuff to me and I was so mad. Oh, that was the post office. Yeah. That man was totally shutting you down. Yeah. I was so angry. We also went to the social security (laughs) office. You're such a good friend for just going doing those stupid tasks with me. And then we went to lunch. It was a great day. Uh, anyway, we how do how do we find? Oh, Taylor! Taylor had made a playlist. Yes, that's a hundred percent what happened. Yes. And so then the song, uh, frick, what is it called? Uh, um, nightmare. Yeah, I was gonna say it's nightmare. Yeah, yeah, nightmare came on, and we just like rocked out to that song, like. I don't even know, maybe 20 times in a row. It was all we played that whole day, and we were probably out until 3 o'clock. And then we went to the pool afterwards, I think, Uh and played it there all day, too. I think our significant others were just rolling their eyes. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they were less enthused. We were like, y'all don't even understand. It's like, no, they actually don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't want to. No. Oh, gosh. Um, Well, anyways, so I love Halsey so much, and I feel like... It's wonderful. Not I feel like it is wonderful that you're here to talk about Halsey since you love her so much. Yeah. So we want to start with what she said or and I'm going to try and switch this up. But um, what she said about the album in mm-hmm. their Instagram, which was this album is a concept album about the joys and horrors of pregnancy and childbirth. It was very important to me that the cover art conveyed the sentiment of my journey over the past few months. The dichotomy of the Madonna and the whore. The idea that me as a sexual being and my body as a vessel and a gift to my child are two concepts that can coexist peacefully and powerfully. My body has belonged to the world in many different ways in the past few years. And this image is my means of reclaiming my autonomy and establishing my pride and strength as a life force for my human being. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's pretty intense. Yeah. I love the idea that me as a sexual being and my body as a vessel and gift to my ch- child are two concepts that can coexist peacefully and powerfully. Like, 
yes. You remember how excited we were when we found out this album was coming out? Yes, I do. <laughs> I was yes. like, Allie, this is literally perfect for you. <laughs> for the listener, she had a baby recently. Recently-ish. She's how many months now? She's um 19 months, which is just over a year and a half. So she's kind of like a kid now. She's not so much of a baby anymore. Mm. But she's still funny and cute. So precious. Little, yeah. little Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh, so this just seems like good timing for your life, honestly, for this album. And I forgot to ask you because I didn't want to ask you earlier before we were recording. But you said so listener i'm talking directly to you now <laughs> Allie and i were trying so hard to get together to watch the live album and it was not working out because early bedtimes and work but you were able to finally watch it right yes yes i did get to watch it and it was it was good i really liked it it was um costume drama e, which you mm -hmm. know is right up my alley and mm -hmm. english teacher and all that <laughs> i really enjoyed it i found it to be a lot of fun but comparing it to the other major visual album that i have seen which was lemonade by beyonce queen mm -hmm. bay it didn't do as much for me mentally as lemonade did and part of that may just be that um, Beyonce spoke to things that I was not familiar with. She opened my eyes to what it is to be a woman of color, but also to be a woman. Um, that intersectionality that we were just talking about. Because that I can't remember when that came out, but it was like five years ago. Yeah, or it's something, been a maybe? minute. Yeah, maybe even longer. Maybe yeah, even six or seven. Yeah. But I mean, I remember watching that and especially the voiceovers that she did between the songs um, talked about like generational trauma in women and then generational trauma in women of color and it just really struck me and I really felt like I gained a lot of understanding about that perspective through that visual album and I love what Halsey did I thought it was so fun and so enjoyable but I don't think it did the same thing mm -hmm. that Beyonce did mm -hmm. no shade still love you Halsey still found it fantastic still watch again yeah, Halsey, if you're listening, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> don't LOL. get it twisted, Halsey. Please take out that part where I said don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, Halsey's definitely listening oh, yeah, to this sure. podcast. For sure. Oh my gosh. Well, no, I think that's a fair critique. More and more people are starting to do the visual albums. Yeah, Casey Musgrave. Yeah, yeah, she one. just did one. And I watched like one video from it and I was like, this is extremely strange, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know, like with more people doing it. So who I looked it up and it seems like the first people to do it were the Beatles. Oh, with their movies they put out in theaters were technically visual oh, albums. Okay. And then I think didn't didn't Michael Jackson have one as well? So I know that Thriller was like a an event, I think they called it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was long. If you watch the whole Thriller video, it's more like a tiny movie okay but i don't know if he did a, a longer one a lot of people uh, more people than you think have done them but for mm -hmm. some reason they're coming in fashion right now i guess because you can make more money yeah i would imagine it's sort of like with the advent of streaming albums stopped being as lucrative and uh. tour started to be the thing 
but then COVID right. happened. And so, You're so now smart. I'm sure a visual album is the way they're trying to recoup some of that money. Mm, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. She also had that live concert event that we couldn't mm-hmm. watch because that was like the night before school started. And <laughs> yeah. we were just like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not going to happen. But I think it's coming to YouTube, so we'll have to check it out. Cool. Well, what do you think about the title of the album, If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power? Um, I like it. I think it's definitely a statement. I think it's really bold. I have my critical English teacher hat on here. No, take I it just, away. I feel like it's it's a little um vague. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't really have much thoughts on it honestly and like i've been listening to this album and i listened to it a lot today and like leading up to us recording Mm -hmm. but i've been listening still to the lord album more because Uh. it's so much cheerier Mm -hmm. and i'm just not in like a dark mood right now right you know what i'm saying but it's spooky season, right? <laughs> it's spooky season. I, I need love, to transition. I love spooky season. <laughs> I know. And so does your husband. <laughs> oh, man. I don't so, know that anyone could love spooky season more than Daniel. Yeah. But I think Halloween is all year round for Daniel. Oh, yes. Okay. Anyhow, let's move on to tradition, which just makes me want to sing Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> different vibe, though. Different vibe. Oh, sort of. It's like a story, right? Yeah. And sometimes on Broadway, the songs tell a story. So it's very, this one is story-like. I'm interested to see how you interpret songs because I tend to take things very literally and it's hard for me to see like big picture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So did you have an overall idea about this song or did you kind of look lyrically through it? Or do you just kind of listen and vibe? <laughs> Uh, a, a bit of all of the above. Um, I think it works really nicely as a opener. It sounds a bit like a sea shant. What are those things that are popular? See the sea songs right around COVID. Sea songs. Sh- shanty. Uh, oh, a sea shanty? Yeah. I don't oh. know why I think that's a shack. Why mentally do I think a shanty is a shack? They both... They they have three similar letters, you know. Yeah, and it's that's interesting because one of the leader songs is like essentially a siren song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it just it feels it feels a little bit Broadway. It feels a little bit like the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Do you know who I'm talking about? No idea who you're talking about. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah, the Broadway musical and they made it into a movie and it had Helena Baum Carter and um Johnny Depp. I probably have seen less musicals than you think. Are you talking about Rocky Horror? No, I'm talking about... That's Halloween-ish. Johnny Depp's not He's in like that, He's like a though. barber and he kills the people. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Yes, Sweeney Todd. Oh my Todd. God, I got yes. there. Wow. Yeah. So this one sounds to me a lot like Sweeney Todd. Like it belongs in the musical Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. And I think it's obviously about a horror. So I think she opens us right off talking about the horror complex of the Madonna and the horror. Do you, are you familiar with the Madonna and the horror dichotomy? I don't think so. I was just imagining like virgin versus whore. So yeah, if it's yeah. more than that, then no, no, pretty, that's pretty much it. Um, And it's sort of Halsey is talking about the pressure that many women face to be, you know, virginal and good and pure and, mm-hmm like wifey material kind of thing 
versus, you know, being someone who's good in bed and seen as sexually desirable. And that the whole trick with that thing is that you can't be both of those things at once. And there's that song, Lady in the Streets, but a freak in the sheets, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. People talk about wanting that, but it's not really attainable. And then further, it sets up this false dichotomy of you can only be one or the other. And in truth, you can be many things Mm -hmm. for women are vast and contain multitudes. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. um, So she hits us right off with the whore bit. Right. And the her sneer will eat you alive is like she loves to talk about how there's pressure for women to smile Mm -hmm. and in nightmare they talk about that as well flash my teeth or something Mm -hmm. like that there's a line like that so halsey does talk about that a lot and then i think it's also talking about fame yes you know bought for pennies in a price there's a lot of repeating themes in this album honestly but i do think it's the most sonically cohesive of her albums Mm. yes i i understand what you mean by that yes i agree do you have a favorite line? Uh, I like it's in the blood and this is tradition, but it's purely like an English majory thing. Because yeah, what does that it's mean? Just to you? Like, because that's the one I put a question mark nice. by. I put that a question mark by that one, and then also flesh amnesiac. This is your song. I don't know what a- either of those references to like blood or flesh are. Well, in my guess, blood would be a reference to family. So she could be talking about generational poverty Mm -hmm. and that women in generational poverty in this situation would have to turn to prostitution when it's the only thing you have to offer. Just a guess, shot in the dark. And they said that boys were boys, but they were wrong. That's a great line. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite is ask for forgiveness, never permission. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. We'll move on to Bells in Santa Fe. Yeah. Yes. I think this one is kind of like, like there's more about fame again. I was thinking in the first verse, she says, don't call me by my name. All of this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Watch as I slip away for your sake. All of this is temporary. Like maybe she's talking about wanting to leave fame in this song, but it could also be about wanting to leave life. Like there's a lot of suicidal ideations in this album, honestly. Yeah. Which I get. I think sometimes when you become a mom, you, well, not sometimes. I mean, for me anyways, I had to like mourn the loss of my previous self. And as much as I spent time mentally preparing for that, Mm -hmm. there's just no preparing until it's actually there. And you're like, okay, this is my life now. And like, I wanted that my baby, like Mm -hmm. I wanted to have kids. But I think even then you still have to, you know, face the fact that you lose a lot of your freedom. Yeah. I think as well, Halsey has had a lot of, well, they have spoken pretty openly about bipolar Mm -hmm. and mental health struggles. Mm -hmm. So it could also just be directly referencing mental health, which is a common theme in their music. Like the whole Manic album was, you know, mental health as well as, I think it was like bi squared, like, because, Halsey is a bi-con, you know, bi-icon. Oh, okay. And in addition, bipolar. So like Manic, I think, was like bi-squared. It was talking about both 
things simultaneously. That's clever. Thank you. <laughs> I want to see things very literally. And you're not like that. You're, I think, more into like interpretations and like yes. stuff like that. So I struggle when there's a lot of vagueness. Uh-huh. And for me, this whole album is like each song is so which i loved about folklore right mm-hmm. like all the different layers but it's maybe i'm just not there yet but it's so deep that i can't even like begin to wrap my head around where it's going um my one of my favorite lines from the whole album i think is on this one which is jesus needed a 3 day weekend to sort out all his bullshit mm-hmm. figure out the treason that's just that's fantastic we oh we didn't mention that as well like there's religious themes throughout it oh yeah and in the visual album there's a lot of that as well all right well i don't know if you have a favorite line but otherwise we can go on to easier than line no i think this song is more of a vibe for me um this song does a lot of assonance consonance alliteration so a lot of poetic devices are at work that make it fun to listen to for me and the music is kind of atmospheric, which I enjoy. So it's kind of like listening to wordplay while pretty music plays in the background. I think I find mm. it hard to to pull a major key thing from this one in particular. Um, but I do that line yeah. that you pointed out is great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my major key makes me think of DJ Khaled. Major key, minor key. He says that all the time. <laughs> what an idiot sorry Uh, i mean (laughs) (laughs) all right so that makes sense what you said easier than lying she said about the song when i got back to easier than lying for the first time i noticed there was this rage i don't know what she means by when she got back to it but maybe she wrote it and left it i was talking about two things one is your parents and the others were lovers and people in life who made you into someone and then decided they don't like the person they made you into as if you had any control over that so (laughs) this one we know the meaning of the song yes i can't even think of the tune to this when i'm thinking about this song i don't know what that means about how it stuck with me but i'm only oh it's uh, an upbeat one yeah oh oh i got one eye open and one eye closed because i'll hang myself if you give me a rope that one yes okay all right we got there yes well thank you okay so we figured out the tune here yeah this one is a jam Mm mm-hmm and this one makes me think of like it feels like a throwback to like punk rock music, mm-hmm. which Halsey has done before and likes to do. Like there was some of that on their last album as well. Like feeling of like what is that, nineties, two thousands, like kind of emo rock. A little bit emo, yeah. It yeah. speaks to my paramour soul. <laughs> well, I imagine like and kind of like evanescence ish, mm-hmm. but like more grunge. I don't I don't know. I imagine that Halsey probably did listen to a lot of that music. Oh, so sure, yeah. Makes sense. But I know there was some talk on Twitter about, because I'll hang myself if you give me a rope. And Halsey replied and was basically like, yeah, this is talking to the danger of when you try to hang, 
help someone and then they hurt themselves mm-hmm. with like the help that you gave them. Yes. And I think f- further like I'm a person who likes the taste of feet. I put my foot in my mouth a lot of the time. I was going to say, what? I know you like your baby's feet, but... (laughs) No, I actually hate feet, except for my child's feet. Yes, they're so... Tiny child feet are so cute. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, my gosh. I digress so hard. Yeah, I often hang myself with my own rope. I try to say something and mean one thing by it and... Right. The opposite comes out and then I realize it too late and I'm horrified with myself. Um, I have to apologize. Like (laughs) it happens a lot. So I think like that to me, I like that line that really resonates with me. I think um, there's also a lot of, you know, you were talking about suicidal ideation. I've lost all my faith. I've lost all my hope. I like if you're a hater, then hate the creator. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel like I need to reread and like re-listen to the song with that interpretation. Because a lot of these I've been listening to thinking like, oh, Halsey's talking about themselves. Like, not thinking about it as, you know, about someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's part of the whole kill the author thing is that you think about it separate from Halsey. You think about it as a character she's created. Right. They've created rather than halsey herself right which i think can make it more interesting like who is this person they're talking about you make me more and more a villain every day i mean this is just straight up a toxic relationship and anyone who's been there can probably relate to like being just especially that you make me more and more a villain every day that mm-hmm. feeling that feeling that feels that, very mad woman like yes taylor swift which but then if it's about parents then it changes it but i guess like you're saying just gotta let that go but um well and if it is about parents then i imagine that there are people who relate to that as well it's hard for me so that's like the whole idea of how it resonates with you it's hard for me to see that because i don't have that i have i'm fortunate to have a good relationship with my mom right um so it's hard for me to imagine parents making you into a villain but i know that there are many people who feel that way right yeah more biblical imagery in this one you reap what you sow Mm -hmm. like the bible verse like you said well if you're a hater then hate the creator it's in your image i made like there's so many lines that sound biblical i think i like also my heart is massive but it's empty Mm. like when you have a heart of gold and someone pushes you too far i like that lilith is the next song aaron what do you know about lilith um, Allison, everything I know about Lilith, you taught me. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, when we watched Sabrina, remember? Shut up. For real? Yeah, I had no idea. What did I tell you what? about Lilith? I don't know. I grew up like evangelical. You told me about Lilith. You told me about the devil's lady. <laughs> remember? No, I don't remember that at all. Um, I have a really bad memory. She's a character. Well, I feel like you have, you know, like... <laughs> you have every excuse to not remember that because that was pre-covid pre-baby like we've had like years of time between that <laughs> anywho she was a character on sabrina yes the teenage the new version what is it called the chilling adventures of sabrina mm-hmm. yeah who i was for halloween yes. last year also how can you just not be obsessed with that so spooky. If you haven't watched it yet, perfect time of year. Yeah. Check it out. 
It's yeah, creepy. It's pretty good. You know, first season is probably the best. But. Agree. Agree. So anyways, yeah, Lilith was a character in that. Remember? Mm-hmm. She was uh, Satan's boo thing. Yeah. She, um, biblically, mm-hmm. I believe, I can't remember if she was made with Adam's bones the same way that Eve was. Mm-hmm. I want to say that she was something separate. And that that was part of the problem. And then that she was too strong-willed and had too many opinions. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sexism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so deep. She had too many opinions. And so she was cast out from the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And then God was like, we have to make Eve more like Adam. <sighs> That's so rude. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And I know Halsey had like posted an image of like a painting of Lilith or uh-huh. something. And that was one of the teasers for the album. But it makes sense that Lilith would be chosen as a subject. Because like we've been saying, there's so many religious themes. It's feminism. Mm-hmm. Like Lilith has also been equated to like a witch, I think, in mm-hmm. some stuff. And like witchy stuff is feminist as well. Like She's the feminist other. Have right. You, have you talked about the other on your show before? The other as in like when you other someone and exclude them. Yes. But also in literature, it is a character who is in some way on the outside. So the other is kind of like an archetype that pops up in literary places of Mm. which the Bible is literature. And so Lilith is one of the ultimate others, Mm. right? She's one of the original, not like the rest of us. That's so sad. It's like... One of the starts of oppression. Yeah. In the Bible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's tragic. Okay. Well, I like this song a lot. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) I, this is a good time, I guess, to talk about how throughout this album and throughout Halsey's previous albums, they do a really good job of being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and just expressing like raw emotional pain, mental health, like real feelings and part of that is expressing Mm self-doubt sometimes self-hatred right and so i think for halsey like with having bipolar she probably feels like sometimes i like who i am sometimes i don't and it's kind of tough to control and figure out and so there's a lot of that on this album Mm -hmm. and on manic as well but I mean, I find that super relatable and I do not have that. Mm-hmm. Like I have self-loathing. And so to hear someone else talk about it makes it feel more normalizing, um, especially someone like Halsey, who's freaking gorgeous mm-hmm. and talented mm-hmm. um, to know that everyone feels that way is in some ways comforting. Right. Yeah. I have a question for you that I think you're going to like. Okay. I'm going to try to be an English teacher instead of a French teacher. I just fuck things up if you noticed. Have you noticed? Tell me, have you noticed? Is Halsey speaking to the audience? Breaking the fourth wall? Huh. I don't know. I think it's open to interpretation. I think you could see it that way, which is cool that she's speaking directly to her listeners. Right. But Halsey, no, I have not noticed that you fuck things up. I think you do a great job. <laughs> I'm going to reply to you. Halsey, no. No, what are you talking about? Halsey, you're great. Don't worry. Like, it to me, that particular line speaks to an obsessive nature in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole ending. Isn't the whole ending, tell me, have you noticed? Yeah. Have you noticed? Tell me, have you noticed? She says noticed 
three times in the span of two lines. That's a lot of noticing. It gets repeated. She's just begging to be noticed, Mm -hmm. even if it's for something negative is the way that reads to me. Right. Well, and she talks about that a lot, too, like wanting attention from men or love or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I sometimes listen to this album and it feels like she is talking directly to me. And sometimes when I listen, it feels like they are talking about themselves. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like as if Halsey is removed from her own brain and observing from the outside Oh yeah, does that make any sense? Experience, like, yeah, like, transcendental music. Yeah, or like maybe like a little bit. What's it called? Like disassociative. Oh yeah, that's a more correct and appropriate term for that <laughs> thing. Yes, like disconnected. What that is is basically like disconnected from your feelings, mm-hmm. or like feeling like you're out of your body in like a psychological way. Yes, yes. But anyways, because you'd let anybody with a body control you. Oh. <laughs> Fuck like a demon. Do it like nothing. I am disgusting. I've been corrupted. I mean, women are corrupted if they're sexual, right? Yeah. Hashtag been there. But not too much, mom, if you're listening. <laughs> okay, girl is a gun. Let's get even more sexual with that one. <laughs> Woo. This might be my favorite. Oh. I My theory about this song is that, I mean, it's about sex and orgasms and teaching a man... Or I guess it could be a person, but she's currently with a man. How to give an orgasm, essentially. I not thought about that before. Do you want me to, like, go further with this theory and explain it to you? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So in the chorus, this girl is a gun before you know what it's done. And you'll be wishing that you crossed your fingers. Oh, but God, is it fun when you can have more than one. So let me show you how to touch my trigger. So, yeah, I mean, I basically, I think that's yes. about orgasming. Yeah. Do you agree with me now? I do. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're Let like, me oh, show wait. you this yeah, yeah. obvious thing that means exactly what I said it was going to mean. Yes. Yeah, you make me snort so much. <laughs> um, and then I won't have your baby. I like that uh, that line is in there because it's a reference to You Should Be Sorry from uh, their last album. Oh. Oh, I should, oh, you should be sorry. You should be sad. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I do. And then um, she says, I'm so glad I never, ever had a baby with you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's reference to that. Um, and and also, like, just my body, my choice. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, this is my favorite one. I don't know. I think <laughs> one of the things that's... Oh, God, I'm going to hate myself for this. I can tell. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's cool about this particular song is that it kind of sounds like the way an orgasm feels in your head mm-hmm. question mark <laughs> okay i'll listen to it that way next time <laughs> maybe i should put it on you know <laughs> get a mood going let's just see you know when i don't want to go into too much hey detail. gabe allison has a theory <laughs> oh god aaron adds a postscript She's right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm just going to edit it back in. All right. You want to move on to the yeah. next one? Yeah, I feel really awkward about having just said <laughs> Your that. face is so red. Woo! Um, track Where six. Where are we? Can't find it. All right. Track six. You asked for this now. Go on and be a big girl. 
It's that one. Yes. The intro, verse one, has a lot of references to her very first album, Badlands, with like talking about jeans, Levi jeans, and like the Americana Mm -hmm. music. And my first read of this song was you asked for this, you asked for fame and Halsey talking to themselves about like, go on to be a big girl, like just buckle up, like you're the one who wanted to be famous. Mm -hmm. And then second read of this song was that it's talking about women and like you asked for this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? One of the things that I have been struggling with recently is that sometimes the right thing to do is really hard mentally. Like it makes my brain hurt and it is so against some of my ideas about self-preservation because I'm pretty, you know, there's like there's fight and then there's flight and then there's freeze. And so when stuff, when bad stuff happens, I tend to freeze. My brain shuts down. I can't move. I can't respond. I'm just mentally stuttering. And I think that this song is sort of talking about when you are faced with those things that are really hard to do, that make your brain hurt, that go against your ideals of self-preservation. And it's like the ultimate be a big girl. It's hard. It doesn't feel like it's the right choice. It's going to be more difficult in the long run. It's not the easiest way to get to the end of the road, but it's what you have to do. You have to be a big girl because this is what you asked for. Right. Yeah. And like part of feminism or like you know sexism really and like being in the workforce is like you better show them why you talk so loud like talking yourself Mm -hmm. up to get this job or to get this thing that you wanted and then feeling like you have to prove it you know or for having a baby it would be like Mm -hmm. you asked for this like you wanted this now go be a freaking big girl and do what you're supposed to do as an adult like she talks about file taxes Mm -hmm. you know so like I think there's commentary there. The verse two opens up with you wished upon a falling star and then left behind the avant-garde for lemonade and crystal glasses, picket fences, file taxes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like a new Americana, like Halsey's first album, like that type of genre Mm -hmm. is feels pretty avant-garde. Right. And so I think it's like partially they have grown as an artist and also could feel like in some ways getting that big feels like selling out, but also maybe just leaving behind your youth and growing into adulthood. Right. Well, and having a baby feels can feel. And I think it's the reason why I waited so long. I'm a a bit of an older mom, but I was not a geriatric. Yeah. You old fart. Oh my God. Ancient, (laughs) decrepit. Um, can feel a little bit like selling out on your dreams. It can feel a little bit like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've worked so hard to try and get far in my career, and now I'm going to take a bullet because Mm -hmm. I'm mentally, you know, I'm going to miss a ton of work when Mm -hmm. I have the baby. People are going to think you're not as fully focused. People are going to think I'm not as fully focused, and I'm not going to be as fully focused because I'm not going to be sleeping. Yeah. So I'm not going to be my best and I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to have to sacrifice. And that's kind of what lemonade and picket fences, that's kind of what that feels like to me is being, becoming what everyone inevitably expects you to be. 
Am I making sense? Yeah, you okay. are. I just had to. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, clear a little throat. And then there's a huge, like, I don't know, something to uncover. You better kiss goodnight and give some head. So who the hell is in your bed? You better kiss goodnight and give some head. And then next, the morning comes instead. Well, is this the life that lies ahead now? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think part of that is also like Halsey being bisexual and like, okay, yeah. well, I've settled with a man. Right. And then part of that is like just the monotony, monotony. Oh my God, I can't monoton- say that. Monoton- monotony. Oh no, I, it's monotony. <laughs> it's contagious. Because I'm also thinking of monogamy. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's what was happening to me too. Yeah. That's kind of where I was going with it. So yes. the monotony, monotony of monogamy. <laughs> what a tongue twister. I know. Try but, saying it to yourself, listener. It's hard. <laughs> it is really hard. So, yeah, I think that's twofold there. And just like, okay, you're in this long-term relationship. You've got a kid. Like, go on and be a big Mm -hmm. girl. But if you're thinking about being a big girl in the business world, I might recommend Feminist Fight Club. Great book. Hey, yeah, I think you lent that to me. I did. Do I still have it? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think I gave it back. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, super great for, like, ladies helping ladies. Uh, It Um, helped me figure out how to ask for a raise. Yeah, it's a great book. And a fun read. It's not, like... Sometimes feminist stuff can be a little heavy, and this is not heavy. This is like how to have your own fight club. It's cute. Yeah. Anyways, I also like the outro. I want my cake on a silver platter, which is reminiscent of I want to have my cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. I want fistfuls in my hands. So she's talking about like a bounty, right? I want a beautiful boy's despondent laughter. Yeah. <laughs> she talks about that. I can't remember what the previous song is, but I think on her first album, she talks about like him having somebody having like a wild laugh. Like she uh-huh. likes boys who feel unstable. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> Delicious. I was going to say in the last song, and I forgot to, there was that line about spilled milk. Oh, yeah. In the tears. Uh huh. And it's like flipped on its head from the expression. What was the last one we did? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Girl is a gun. I found it. It's right here. It's right in front of me. It's um in the beginning of You Asked for This. I spilled the milk you left for me. My tears are falling flawlessly now. Yeah. Because it's don't cry over spilled milk. Yeah. Is the expression. Listen, girl. <laughs> if you have ever pumped breast milk and you spill it, you will cry over that milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of work, right? A lot of work. You burn so many calories. Physically exhausting. Mm. Yeah, well, that's a new take on that lyric. Yeah. I just I just thought that was a super clever lyric, so I'm sorry to jump back and forth. But okay, I think we're pretty much done with... Yes. You was the one we were just doing. You asked for this, right? Yes. And on to Darling. Darling is the seventh track off Halsey's fourth album. We already know the title. A lullaby of love to their future child when their life gets hard. It is sweeter and more melodic than the final track owed to her baby, Yeah, Bernie. This song is dedicated to her baby boy, Ender Ridley Aiden, born on July 14th, 2021. Uh, that's Bastille Day. And with partner Alev Aiden, um, who's also in the credits of her film, I guess. So... Yeah, so this song is for um, Ender, is the baby's name. Really can't remember where I left my spine. 
carrying my body in a bag for dimes. Oh, do you think that's a March of Dimes reference? Yeah, I do. Also, like, just super strong opening. Like, yeah. really can't remember where I left my spine. Like, I heard that first line of this song, and I was like, oh, dang. Also, it sounds like it kind of has, like, hints of the song Clementine and some of the slower songs from her last album. Mm-hmm. I think that opening is strong and interesting really can't remember where i left my spine carrying my body in a bag for dimes but i don't think it makes a lot of sense hidden in the pages of the new york times at home carrying my body in a bag for dimes so okay i really can't remember where i left my spine it's your courage and then we'll probably get there later but she had a lot of miscarriages right when trying to get pregnant so carrying my body in a bag for dimes i think is probably a reference to one of her lost Mm. children and then can't remember i left my spine because like you have no courage when like that has happened yeah and then hidden in the pages in the new york times at home i think is also like a reference to what's going on in the world so saying like i've lost my courage because i've lost this baby like there's a lot going on in the world maybe i'll be better if i take my meds Ain't a double header if you lose your head. Try the medication that I bought instead. So self-medicating. It's working for a little while, but there's not much left. So, I mean, like, I think that whole opening is just like, Halsey had a shit year, Mm -hmm. right? Like, losing babies and then, like, everything going on in the world. And it makes sense, I think. I I made sense of that first first. Did that make sense of it it for you? Yes. So, see, sometimes context of what's going on in someone's life helps helps. you figure it out. Yes, totally. (laughs) They talk about ever since a little girl I found it sweet driving past a graveyard on a lonesome street. All the little flowers gave me something to believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also like little flowers would be like little budding babies. Mm-hmm. And like each time you have hope that you're going to have a new baby. Right. Yeah. And it's a, a nice play on a lullaby. Darling, don't you weep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I know very many lullabies. You know, hush, little baby, don't oh, you Oh, yeah, cry. yeah, yeah. So, darling, don't you weep. There's a place for me, somewhere we can sleep. I'll see you in your dreams. And, the, like, this is a lullaby for, I think, Ender, as well as perhaps some of the lost children. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. It's, it's a little too dark to just be for Ender. Mm-hmm. I think it's for all her babies. And then the part that does seem like it's definitely for Ender is like, until it's time to see the light, I'll make my own with you each night. It's yeah. like rocking your babies to sleep. Yeah. I'll kidnap all the stars and I will keep them in your eyes. I'll wrap them up in velvet twine and hang them from a fishing line. It's like a little mobile. Mm-hmm. So I can see them anytime I like. It makes me think of the Little Prince movie, like the new cartoon one and like how he plays with the stars. But anyway... And only you have shown me how to love being alive. You know? How like having a baby and that love changes. Yeah, it totally does. It's a beautiful song. Yes. This song is beautiful. It's both heartbreaking and it is beautiful. Which is how I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like that sweet kind of pain. Yeah. (laughs) That sweet spot. That sweet heat. No, I'm just that's something else. Just uh, kidding. (laughs) (laughs) This girl is a gun. No, I was talking about hot sauce, Aaron. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay. Well, anyway, we're moving on to track eight, which is 1121. Yeah. 
Halsey explained in an Instagram live stream shortly after their release um, that she found out she was pregnant on November 21st, 2020 or uh, November 21st, 2020. Okay, I was so confused for a second about how that wouldn't be 2021. That hasn't even happened yet. We're not even in November 2021. But yes, obviously, so 1-1 would be November and then 2-1 is the 21st. November 21st. Halsey found out they were pregnant. Yes. Yes. Okay, we're tracking. Yes, like how people write the date and <laughs> and stuff, right? <laughs> These lines. Yes, Aaron. <laughs> That's Thank correct. You. I wasn't getting any <laughs> verbal feedback from you. I'm sorry. I'm reading ahead. Okay. I'm an okay. English teacher. You gotta be prepared. All right. Well, I'm gonna read this little intro and give you some time. Okay. Okay. These lines may have been inspired by Halsey's experiences with endometriosis. They've openly discussed having miscarriages before having their first child, Ender, as we just talked about a second ago. Halsey opened up on the Guardian in February 2020 about how these miscarriages affected her. The most inadequate I've ever felt. Here I am achieving this out of control life and I can't do the one thing I'm biologically put on this earth to do. Then I have to go on stage and be this sex symbol of femininity and empowerment. It is demoralizing. So this song is speaking to the part where she was talking about in the description of the album, right? Like that my body can be sexual and also a beautiful vessel to carry a child. Yes. I need to play it real quick if that. Yeah, so anytime you need to remember a tune, if I can remember it, Allie, I can just sing it for you. Oh, thanks, Aaron. But <laughs> I wait, who who sang it originally? <laughs> Was it Halsey? Let's keep it that. I'm just kidding. I'm just Rude kidding. I know. I'm Rude sorry. Look, I fuck. love the taste of feet. I just did it right, right there, right in front of all of you. Okay, sure, sure. I just like singing. Poor listeners have to listen to it all the time. <laughs> this is the one where she gets like really into it, and there's like a crazy cool part where she's like, "I won't die for." She takes it up like eight notches. I don't yes. actually know music. I don't know how many. <laughs> she the scale goes up. Is that how you say it? Up an octave. Two octaves. I, I don't, don't know. know why you're Do looking you know at music? me. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. So anyways, yeah. This song starts out, well, I won't die for love, but I've got a body here to bury. So I, I honestly don't know if that's talking about a lost baby or if she's talking about herself there um, or the new baby that could potentially pass away. I don't know. It doesn't I really think matter. I it guess. might relate to like her body pre-pregnancy, and oh, then you yeah. know, there's this amazing metamorphosis, for lack of a better word, that the body goes through when you're pregnant. Yeah. You know, do you remember like when I got pregnant and I wasn't really showing right before we went to Paris? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I was like touch like my abdomen right here, sort of like between my ribs and my uh -huh. belly button. And I was like, it's so hard. Isn't that crazy weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like little stuff happens and then big stuff happens. And I think like you just don't recognize yourself. You just don't even, um, it feels like you, but it feels not like you at the same time. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's so hard to explain. I think women have struggled to explain it for a long time, but it's, something that women have always been transfixed by, mm -hmm. you know, like they find those little stone 
statues. I can't remember what they're called, but they're of pregnant women. Mm -hmm. And they thought for a long time that men made them. But then when you look at them, like the same way you would look at your pregnant body, like down your body, down your boobs and your belly, it's actually correctly proportioned that way. So they realized that women were carving these figurines, these statues of themselves. Well, I mean, it's crazy cool. We make life. Yeah. I mean, like some people would say that God makes life and like, you know, for interpretation and your faith and your beliefs, right? But like the female body creates life. Yes. Like that's radical. Yes. And and changes to accommodate the life. Yeah. Um, So I really, I think that's what she's talking about here. Like she is, you know, the body of her previous self and then the body of a mother are two very different things right and the parts of myself that i've hated and i can't tell which ones are mine and which i've created oh yeah totally baby vibes yeah like you were saying like not being able to tell which parts of your body and so yeah the course goes into but i won't die for love but ever since i met you you could have my heart and i would break it for you i want to think this is about a baby yeah i think i think it is yeah like the one person that they're not willing to like have heartbreak. Okay, I said that wrong. The one person they are willing to have heartbreak for is Ender, yeah. baby Ender, right? But I not a relationship. If she named her baby after Ender's game. Did you ever read that book? No, but I'm just thinking about like, isn't Endgame, you know, like Marvel? That final movie. And I don't know what Ender's Game is, though. Oh, it's this amazing sci-fi book for, I want to say, middle readers by Orson Scott Card. It's it's really good. Ooh. Okay, so take one in the temple. My tongue is a vessel. I try to be careful with the thing inside my chest. My tongue is a vessel, I think, is like Halsey being an artist and stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, next song is Honey. Honey. This is also one of my favorites. Yeah. And what's so funny about it, funny, honey. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Cellophane. Oh, my God. Chicago. Anyways. I don't know any musicals. <laughs> well, you know, I choreographed or helped choreograph I know that you one. Did. I know you did. And it's also my favorite musical. Uh, in an Instagram post, Halsey talked about Honey being written as it was intended to be a demo to show her younger brother, Dante, how she writes music. And then her producer, John Cunningham, convinced her to basically further the track. So and then I I heard part of the interview as well where Halsey was like, yeah, I called John the next day and was like, hey, wait, actually, that that track was pretty sick, wasn't it? And so they were essentially just like messing around in their backyard writing this song for their brother, just like show him how to start writing music. And then it came out with this sick song. And this one does kind of feel like a Halsey throwback to me. So it mm-hmm. makes sense that she's going on like what's comfortable. Because when yeah. I first heard it, I was like, oh, this sounds like it's a, about a relationship with a girl, which means it might be from like a previous relationship. And it feels like it's a previous Halsey era, considering now she's with um, Alvin. I feel like was his name. I've already forgotten it. So, uh, but sing it for me, Aaron. She told me, open your mouth. She said, I got a surprise. And so I opened it wide. And she <laughs> I can't remember the tune further than that, though. Wait, hold on. Maybe. Between my fingers, she leaves, then she lingers. I've got the tune. It doesn't sound good, but I've got the tune. 
<laughs> she was sweet like honey. Yeah. So anyways, I think this song is a jam. I don't think it's much. I think it's a fluff piece. <gasps> ah, are you offended? Scandaleux. I just love this one so much. It Tell me how you feel. Fluff. I mean, I don't know. Listeners know I always like the ones that are like more jams at first and then the slower ones like sit with me longer term. But like, especially from where recently I just need upbeat stuff and like mm. happier. And so this one is just like a great, great bop, you know? Yeah. Well, I think it plays with like the sweetness and the sting of bees. She does mention the sting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says it's sweet like honey, but it tastes like blood in my mouth, the bitterness and goodbye. Right. You know, I think there's a nice sort of interplay between light and dark there. So you could see maybe how she was using those lyrics to teach her brother like yeah. She's like, "Look, we have like dichotomies here. Like we like to use a lot of dichotomies, like sweet and bitter." You know? I don't know. I don't... She probably sounded more eloquent than that. <laughs> I don't know. Have you like seen her then talk on Instagram and stuff before? No. Yes, she does sound pretty elegant. Eloquent. Oh my god. It's late at night also as well. Oh my gosh. It's not really that late. So I got... No, it is. I'm already normally in bed. It's 9 o'clock. My watch is dead. (laughs) I go to bed between 9 and 9.30 because I get up early. Um, I saw Daniel today in the dining hall Uh and told him Daniel is Allison's husband. I feel like the listeners know this because we've talked about you. But anywho, I saw him and told him I got my booster shot today Uh for the vaccine which by the way listener if you're over 65 if you have some type of health condition or if your profession is like something where you're at high risk exposures like teaching healthcare, if you're working at any type of like health related facility or whatever you can get your booster shot so anyways i told him i got my booster shot and he was like wait a minute we got our shots like our second shots like the same week didn't we wait you're, you're up for that? You're eligible? And I was like, yeah. And then uh, not even an hour later, surely, like maybe an hour and a half, he texts me a picture of his vaccine card with the third vaccine on it. Like instantly. Yeah. He's already got that. Like that yeah. was so fast. He does not. Waste he time. doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> waste time and he doesn't really rest. Yeah. Daniel, like. He's like an energy. Yeah. He's not bunny. good at leisure. God love him. He calls me the energizer bunny, but I'm like, I feel like he just doesn't see it. But I nap a lot and like I rest a lot. <laughs> when I'm on, I'm on, you know, yes. but like. I think that's what he calls you the energizer bunny because you're never like, I'm just here. <laughs> like, Some, I feel like sometimes I am because y'all, we we hang out with these people a lot, Allison and Daniel. And so sometimes I come over and I'm like. Yeah, chicken night was a little rough for you. <laughs> You were a little rough on chicken night, chicken I think. Night. I was like, I don't have the energy to even answer your question. Can I just eat chicken? <laughs> Sometimes you just need a little fried chicken. Chicka chang, chicka chang. Remember that? Yes, I do. All right. We've digressed quite a lot. I love the song, honey. What's the next one up? What is that song actually saying? I don't know. I think. Chimichanga, chimichang. Oh. Chicken, well, Daniel says it's chicken chain, chicken chain. Yeah. What's our next song? Is it Whispers? Yes. This song is about how mental illness can affect your relationships. You keep sabotaging the things you love most for many reasons. Sometimes it's because you think that you don't care. 
Others, it's because you feel undeserving. But in this case, it's about trying desperately to fill a void and the voices in your head trying to stop you. Thank you for reading that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like this one a lot. We start out with the whispers immediately. You do not. You do not. You do not. You do not. And then they're throughout it. And it's like, it. yeah, it feels kind of gothic and creepy. It seems like you would like this one. Oh, yes. And, you know, from the person who loves gothic literature. Oh, yeah. And whose husband thinks Halloween is all year round. Gothic. I'm not going to say that because that's not true. I was like, gothic is not creepy. It's actually a super interesting (laughs) method of writing. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Gothic as an aesthetic is creepy, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would say. Not as a type of Definitely dark. Maybe not creepy always. Mm. Uncanny. That's the real thing about gothic, right? It's not necessarily um, scary. It's uncanny. It's similar to something you understand, but it's like different in some essential way that makes you like, ooh, that's weird. Mm. It's kind of like that genre of art where like they just try to make you uncomfortable. You know what I'm talking about? Like that our students are a little more nuanced. Right. Than that. Well, you know, I love Frankenstein. Yeah. It's like Coraline. If you've ever seen the movie Coraline, Mm -hmm. that's super uncanny. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yes. So it this is basically, I think, a song about self-doubts, like the things that you hear in Mm -hmm. your head, right? Yes. So sabotage the things you love the most, camouflage so you can feed the lie that you're composed. Yeah. I think the sabotage the things you love the most really hit me in the feels um anyone who's been caught in like a sort of self-destructive vicious cycle um Mm -hmm. can relate to that and the it's just such an incredible inability to escape that to escape that sabotaging the things you love the most right there's a line in here that like breaks my heart and especially because in a previous album she says like looking out something i forgive me listener if you know the line but it's something like looking out wondering why my father never calls me Mm. and like she has a song on the previous album where she's there's a part where she's just like talking in the intro and just like talking through all the manic thoughts in her head like when she's like thinking about pulling her hair out and like all of that kind of stuff that song always gets me really Mm -hmm. bad too and i think just like the rawness of really getting into it like it can it can be really gut-wrenching but when she says why do you need well, first of all, when you tell yourself that I could fuck him. So she's like looking for love as. But I think to really understand that you have to go back a little bit. Right. So it's this voice in your head that said, and I love how she whispers what mm-hmm. the voice says. I think that's so creepy. You do not want this. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's this ache that says you do not want him. This is the glimmer of light that you're keeping alive. So, you know, it's wrong or the narrator the speaker would be the correct term the speaker of the song um knows that they do not want this but then when you tell yourself bet i could fuck him like it's it's knowing that it's not the right choice but doing it to feel something it's it's sort of like self-harm a little bit right yeah no for sure and then why do you need love so badly bet it's because of her daddy Mm -hmm. bet she was brutal and bratty bet she'll never be happy I hate that. It's all the shit uh, that people say about (laughs) women who sometimes women who enjoy sex are like, it's none of your business. (laughs) It's none of your business. Yeah. And never let a man tell me what to do, what I can do in my bed. That's in the line from Hulk um, from Nightmare. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, yeah, love so much how Halsey has all of these feminist themes. And like this album, though, interestingly enough, I don't know if you have any more thoughts about this song because I'll couch it for the next one if you do. But do you have any more like favorite lyrics or thoughts on this? Yeah, one? I like after she says, but it's because of her daddy, but it's because she was brutal and bratty, bet that she'll never be happy. Um, and then she responds, I bet that you're right. And I'll show you in time, which is just like, again, the cycle, like, mm. yeah, you're probably right about all those things. And in the end, you'll see that I'm not happy. Like, it's just such a mental health one mm-hmm. for me. I've got a monster inside me that eats personality types. She's constantly changing her mind on the daily, thinking that she hates me. I'm feeling it lately. I might have to trick her and treat her to 70 capsules or fly to a castle. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's about the medication and stuff, too. But right. the castle thing, I think, is like a reference to her first album as well. Yeah. Or it could just be like getting really high or it could be mm-hmm. like death mm-hmm. it's that it's more suicidal ideation for sure which i like i think you have to be careful with but i just yeah. it's because you hear about like artists putting that kind of stuff in music and then people using it mm-hmm. and like it actually worsening their mental health yeah yeah but i think for me it feels normalizing for me it feels like not that i engaged in casual sex which maybe is what she's saying i'm not sure but i think it's more of like the no i think it's like the loop of like knowing that you could cheat like i could i could that is that what you're talking about No, it's like the loop of um self-sabotage self-sabotage yeah the self-sabotage loop is the thing that rings for me that's what i mean yes okay so what you were saying with the not about the casual sex part i get what you're saying yes yes okay Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on to I'm not a woman. I'm a God, which is this is this one. And Girl is a Gun. We jammed out to like a lot the first week this album came out. Yes, we did. Also, just side note, Allie came like (laughs) Allie texted me when the news came out about this album. Or was it when that day the album dropped? I think it was the news. I don't know what you're talking about yet. Give me more context. You texted me and you said, I need to come scream at you about Halsey. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said, where are you? I need to come scream about scream scream at you about Halsey. Yeah, I think it was after the album came out and I had it was and I had just listened to it and you were in your office just down the hall and I was like, are you in your office? I need to come scream at you. Yeah, I love this new thing of me having an office because I've not had one before and then also being conveniently located down the hall from you. It's really great. I know, but to be conveniently <laughs> located down the hall from you, I never see you much. Sometimes I digress from my teacher planning and take a little visit i went in there today but you weren't there so then oh, i came yeah. to your class it yeah. was nice i had first two free so i stayed home and worked out no oh, good for you <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving on to i'm not a woman i'm a god um which serves as the lead single from halsey's fourth album <laughs> what it says that in every <laughs> I, we need to stop reading it. I'm getting delirious from yeah. it's just late. Halsey's work has always been shaped by the duality between self-doubt and self-worship in this mm-hmm. song. She once again finds themselves bouncing between extremes, going from sanity 
saintly to vicious, which may allude to their bipolar nature. So what I was going to say in relation to the last song, to act like I'm composed, basically, Mm -hmm. whatever that line was, Mm -hmm. like the lie that I feed myself to say that I'm composed. Right. And um, I read somewhere else that Halsey said, like, first of all, I wanted to say I'm not a woman because, like, I'm using she, they pronouns. Mm -hmm. So it's like woman doesn't feel like the full appropriate word, right? And then I think it's also speaking to how women are expected to be so perfect. Like, you are... as. In fame, like, I am not a woman, I'm a god. But mm-hmm. she's saying, like, no, y'all, <laughs> I'm not a legend. Like, I'm a fraud. Like, don't look up to me, right? But, like, when you're put on this pedestal as a famous person, like, people worship you. Yeah, I think also it can relate to giving birth. Like, ha- carrying a baby can make you feel kind of otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's, I always thought that that was that, but... I see what you mean by I am not a woman, I'm a god. I also like I'm not a martyr, I'm a problem. I read this thing on um, social media today that was like, <laughs> they di- they didn't burn witches, they burned women. Yeah. And I thought that was That's accurate. Impact- impactful. And I, yeah. I feel like this is the same thing. Like, women are not usually martyrs, they are problems to be taken care of. I like your take on I am not a legend, I'm a fraud. Mm-hmm. keep your heart because i already got one like mm-hmm. people always say like i'm gonna give you my heart or you have my heart right and it's like no keep your heart i've got one i'm fine I like every day i gotta smile where my frown goes yeah and the bodies in the garden where the grass grows i think you know is like it it could be a reference to the babies it could also just be like things you've done wrong and like past trauma yeah right yeah literal emotional baggage (laughs) literally yeah i just want to feel something tell me where to go Mm. she talks a lot about like wanting to feel and then also feeling too much which i guess is like a symptom of bipolar like between the manic and depressive Mm -hmm. you know it makes sense like i also like the idea everybody knows something i don't want to know because sometimes you feel like when you're broken a little bit that everybody knows something you don't know or can't know that there's some like knowledge that they have about how to be a functional person that you don't get to have. Mm-hmm. And in some cases you feel like you deny yourself of that knowledge. It's a little bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Which we all have. So Every morning got a hollow where my heart goes. I'm better alone. Maybe I could be a better human with a new name. I'm like, Halsey is an anagram, right? For Ashley. So oh it's God. like, is, is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. Well, why did you crack up laughing? Because this is the kind of stuff that I just don't know. Like, I just, I didn't oh. know that. Oh, yeah. And I feel stupid and I don't like not See, knowing See, here's things. the thing. Like, we both spend a fair amount of time on the internet. Yours is mostly memes. Mine is mostly like celebrity and like music related. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not meme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a meme. But you are the queen of memes. <laughs> uh, all right. So it could be a better human with a new name. Maybe it's just like this person, this like famous person that I've become. Yeah. But this song is freaking awesome. Yes. This is in like top songs. Yes. All okay. right. Lighthouse. 
So fun fact, this song Daniel told me about, like I didn't already know about it. Oh, LOL. Because Did it he came... hear it on Apple Music? Yeah, he heard it. He has like a spooky sounds Apple Music list that he listens to, mm-hmm. you know, and the Apple Music lists change. They add new stuff to it. And so this came on and he's like, oh, that Halsey girl, she she's a song Lighthouse. I think you'd like it. He was sweet like honey. Do you think he's going to listen to this? I don't know. Probably not. Um, we're an hour almost an hour and a half in it's about to wrap up right but he'd be really deep into this episode daniel if you're listening good job bud you've made it really far yeah (laughs) so lighthouse is the one we were talking about that sounds like a siren song Mm. so halsey had a 2020 collection of poetry which i didn't know about but apparently they did and there was a piece called lighthouse discussing the nature of their relationship with their previous partner American rapper, g Easy, and the cycle of abuse they experienced throughout the relationship and the toxic behavior of her ex-partner. Gross, g Easy, gross. So there's like a little snippet. Yeah, there's a lot, like apparently, that's the one I'll never ever have a baby with you mm-hmm. on like all those songs are about. So, um, and again, he would cry that siren's cry like a warning to all ships at sea. And with his eyes shut and the siren scream no longer sounding off from his slack mouth in the master bedroom that detached from the home, I became a lighthouse dim, glowing, uh, dim, glow beaming from my eyes. So that's like a little snippet from the Sing poem. It. So any thoughts on this song? I like it a lot. It is heavy. I like that. It opens with that amazing guitar riff. I don't know if that's what you call that. Like, wow. Yeah. That's a technical term for it feels, those of you who were wondering. <laughs> it feels very angsty. I love it. Yeah. I like also the little, the siren stuff, the mermaid stuff, because the mermaids are, you know, we all think about Ariel, but that is not really how mm-hmm. the story went. Do you know how the story goes? About her tongue being cut out? Are you talking about uh, Little well, Mermaid I mean, that's, specifically? That's or are you talking about too. sirens? Um, No, the Little Mermaid specifically. Um, I think she kills him. Hold on. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I've read that at some point, but I'm just thinking about sirens generally and like luring men into their deaths, right? Right. And I like that this is a a switch because it's the man luring her into her depth. Gosh, I cannot remember. I read this amazing um, short story that was a retelling of The Little Mermaid And it seems like everything's going great at the beginning. But then I can't remember why she kills him. She does kill him. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happens here, right? In this story, like, it seems like, because at the end, she says, I met a sailor on a ship with a promise in his eyes. He kissed me on the mouth and dug his fingers in my thighs. But a sailor ain't a savior because they only tell you lies. So I left him there till sunrise. Well, the waves were tall and they were crashing down. He's laying in the water begging God to let him down. So I showed him my teeth and then I laughed out loud because I never wanted saving. I just wanted to be found. Yeah. So I feel like she kills him in the end, which is like Mm -hmm. her reclaiming her life, right? From this toxic relationship. Like he lured her in, like his siren song lured her in. But in the end, like she won. Yeah, he's died. Is that similar to the Ariel story? Did you find it? Yeah. So in the original Little Little Mermaid, 
you know, it's a Danish fairy tale. And the prince is supposed to marry a princess in an arranged marriage, but he can only marry this woman that he's seen in a temple who he perceives saved him. And the woman turns out to be the princess from the neighboring, you know, from the arranged marriage. And so they celebrate their new marriage and the Little Mermaid's heart breaks and she thinks about all that she has sacrificed. This is Wikipedia. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> if you want to know. Um, she thinks about all that she's sacrificed for the prince and the pain she's endured. And she thinks about the death that awaits her because she did not successfully marry the prince. So at dawn, before dawn, her sisters rise out of the water and bring her a dagger that the sea witch has given to them in exchange for their hair. Um, and the little mermaid kills the prince and lets his blood drip on her feet so she can become a mermaid <laughs> once more. And this is on his, like, wedding night. Uh-huh. Um, Perfect. And then all of her suffering will end and she will live her life in the ocean with her family. However, the little mermaid cannot bring herself to kill the sleeping prince Aww. lying with his new wife. And she throws the dagger and herself off the ship into the water just as dawn breaks. Her body <sighs> dissolves into foam, but instead uh. of ceasing to exist, she feels the warm sun and discovers that she is turned into a luminous, ethereal, earthbound spirit. Hashtag, I am not a woman, I'm a god. <laughs> as the little mermaid ascends into the atmosphere, she's greeted by other daughters. So Was that like, hashtag in that Wikipedia? No, I'd made that up. I, okay. it. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. How did you find such a Halsey specific <laughs> Wikipedia page? <laughs> no, but I think so. I like in the little short story I read, the mermaid does kill the prince and just jumps off the ship. And she's like, this is stupid. I've wasted my time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is more true to this. Right. But I feel like Halsey is definitely playing with that story. Yeah. With this. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. I only thing I can remember was like something about they cut her tongue out so she couldn't talk. Oh, yeah. Yes. But um, this he definitely does die. Like read further bridge the bridge before that last chorus. Well, that should teach a man to mess with me. He was never seen again. And I'm still wandering the beach. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I met the devil because he showed me I was weak. And a little piece of him is in a little piece of me. Ooh. So that's nice. Yeah, and and then above that, and I'm stranded on the shoreline there. Nobody hears me scream. Okay, yeah, no, nothing new there. But I think he definitely died. Like yeah. she killed him. Yes. And so, especially the little piece of me and the little piece of yeah, like or you the have a piece of you and the little piece of me imprint from a relationship mm -hmm. that's like always with you, right? Yeah. That this song is awesome. Yes. I love the reclaiming power. Like that gets yes. me amped. Yes, women, reclaim your power. Like. It's like recovering from trauma, right? It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful, Elsa. Yes, it, I'm sorry. It is. I was Agree reading your head again. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> no, you're not. No. You're, you're that's a don't. beautiful perfect. Okay, we're moving on to Yaberni. This title roughly translates from Arabic as you bury me. According to Collins Dictionary, this phrase illustrates Halsey's Collins Dictionary says this? This is poor writing. This phrase illustrates Halsey's hope that they will die before another person, i.e. your child or partner, because of how difficult it would be to live without them. Yeah. So it's an Arabic word. You bury me. Yeah, Bernie. It kind of sounds like that. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. It's cool when language does that. Yeah. How does that even happen? Because like Arabic is so different than English. It seems wild that it would sound anything like it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this one's pretty straightforward. It it is. It's kind of like just that hope that your loved ones will outlive you. Yeah, 
right? But it also feels more like darling in the sense that it feels more melodic. But I think you can see like, I love you more at night. I can't, I can't decide if I love you more in the morning or I love you more at night. It's like those sweet, tender moments mm-hmm. you have with your loved ones, I think. It's a profound statement to say to to say that I pick you and I hope that you bury me. That mm-hmm. I think that's pretty profound. Yeah, no one wants to bury their loved ones. Yeah. So I have a couple questions. One, do you have a favorite track on the album out of all the ones we just went through? Um, I like Honey because it's such a bop. Yeah. But I also really like Lighthouse, mm. kind of because it's the opposite of Honey. Yeah, but it's, it, no, but it's still got that like, mo- dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 and it's like seductive. Yeah. It sounds like a siren song. I think Lighthouse says more. I think there's more. Mm-hmm. I think it, Lighthouse is one of those it's that probably you could a better pick song. out a different lyric from it each time you listen to it that right. you think was cool. I don't know that Honey does that same thing. No, but Honey is like fun to run dance to on the treadmill, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't do that, but okay. <laughs> I think it should be like its own genre of activity run because dancing. I do it so much. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> Bonus tracks. <laughs> um, if I'm not using your exercise bike in your basement in the morning <laughs> at 6 a.m. Sometimes I go downstairs to make coffee and I'm like, what is that noise? Is there a squirrel in here, a little bunny? Oh, yeah, you all call me bunny. Saying voles. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you, and thanks for not charging me a gym membership. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're welcome. Bonus tracks. People Disappear Here and Gasoline Reimagined. Have you heard either of them? No. Where would I have heard them? I don't know. I don't know where they are, but you watched the visual uh, album. Yeah, maybe I heard them on that. I don't know. Perhaps. The visual album was such like such a costumey romp delight. Like she did cool stuff. She definitely transitioned into feeling powerful when she was pregnant. It was kind of like, oh, what's that show that we like about Mary Queen of Scots? Rain. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. In many ways. Just like the beautiful. Uh, I saw like a few snippets of it and I saw one where she kind of looked Bellatrix-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's one where she like goes in town and gets drunk with all of her friends and she's very loud and <laughs> yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, maybe, Sounds like goth night. No, maybe, is it worse than that? <laughs> you know, I'm sort of a sit back and judge people kind of drinker. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can think of a few times though. Yeah. We won't, we won't tell them on air, right, Allie? No, please don't. You won't um you won't share mine, I won't share yours. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is I love fun. you so much. Aww. And I think you did a great job. Your thanks. interpretations are definitely worth hearing. Oh, thank you. So maybe one day you'll come back. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Are you excited for Red? Re-release? Yeah. November 12th? I saw a thing that was like... You said when that you like were you pre- sure. <laughs> when you were preparing for Sad Girl Red season, but then you get the 1989. 1989. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that how you feel? Confused? No, I'm ready for red. I'm 1989. I wanted that in the summer, but like we're well past that. Yeah. You know, like I need to transition slowly into like more sad songs, but I'm still not there yet. Solar Power is still my jam. The Lord album. Oh, yeah. I'm still I in, need like, to listen to that. I haven't tried that yet. It's pretty good, but 
Yeah, it's the most like light-hearted, organic feeling of Lord's music. Is that the one where her booty's on the cover? Yeah. Wow, Lord. Her uh, sunripe peaches, she wow. calls them. <laughs> In the truck. Wow, Lord. Wow. <laughs> you don't like seeing her butt cheeks? I don't know. It's just a lot. Because I just always think of her as like the 16-year-old yeah. Royals singer. With like her black lipstick and right. her sad vibes. Yes. I think it's great because she's never like really been, it's kind of like how we talked about with um, uh, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Like Billy felt like, well, there was like history with men, I think as well. She right? created this persona to protect herself. Right. I can't well, believe that's different, I guess. We but... did this whole thing and I didn't once talk about Britney Spears. <laughs> we'll bring it up now. I love Britney Spears. I don't know <laughs> Is what that to all you say. got to say. Well, I think, I, I don't know. I just, I. Free Britney? Yeah, free <laughs> she's, Britney. She's free. <laughs> no, she's not. She's still in the conservatorship. Her father just steps she... down. She's free from her father. I thought yeah. I asked you about that, and you said it was conservatorship totally. It's not? Who is no. it now? I don't know, but her father has stepped down. So is I, it I Jamie gotta look Lynn? more into it. I okay. God, I hope it's not Jamie Lynn. Okay. It, well, is there anything else you would want any group of, fairly large group of people to hear? A um, plug or anything? No, I don't know. Can you think of anything? No. Maybe you could have me back and we could talk about Britney. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could do that. And if there's like any songs you particularly love on Red or oh, 19, yeah. you probably want to come back for 1989. I do you? like 1989 a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So we can have you back for then. I feel like she does a lot there. Okay. Well, thank you, listener, if you stuck with us this, this whole time. <laughs> it's not going to be this long in real life, is it? We'll cut out a bit of time. It'll probably be close to an hour 35 an hour 40 Good god i don't know that everything i said was that useful Aaron. i think you should be <laughs> more judicious with your cuts than that <laughs> okay all right well thanks for listening check out the um march of this is march of dimes. march of dimes all right bye bye, bye.